1: First Christian Center. It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wing Radio.
2: now, in what area of your life you want to be successful, put God first. Uh, if you want, you want your marriage to work, put God first. If, if if you want, praise God, your your finances to work, put Him first in there. If you want to go good on your job, put Him. Now, let me be clear. It doesn't mean everything is perfect. Uh, Let me deal with marriage. God just said it. Holy Spirit said, fix that. Uh, You need two willing parties for the marriage
1: to work. We hope you're excited to hear God's word today on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Cousins.
2: Today, we're going to talk about finances. In Matthew six thirty-three, it states here, but first and foremost, importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom, his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all things will be given unto you also. Now, in what area of your life you want to be successful, put God first. Uh, if you want, you want your marriage to work, put God first. If, if, if you want, praise God, your, your finances to work, put him first in there. If you want to go good on your job, put him. Now, let me be clear. It doesn't mean everything is perfect. Uh, let me deal with marriage. God just said it. Holy Spirit said, fix that. Uh, you need two willing parties for the marriage to work. A too willing, you can't be dragging, okay, leave that alone, okay. A too willing party. I've seen people try to live holy, but one person ain't trying to live holy, well, it is not going to work. Amen. But whatever area, if you put God first, hallelujah, it'll be successful.
3: You may be surprised to learn that there's more than 2,000 verses in the Bible that speak on finances or money. Over 2,000. According to a poll by USA Today, nearly two-thirds of married couples talk little or nothing about money before they say, I do. The majority decide to join their lives without talking about joining their bank accounts. While agreeing on a place to live, how many children to have, what the children's names will be, most have no plans on how to spend, save, or give their money.
2: You know, on that point... I'm cutting in. Let me help y'all, okay? Uh, she said something that hit me, you know, joint accounts. This is what we do, okay? Uh, I don't have a lot of needs. I get a haircut every other week, maybe every 10 days. Uh, that's the extent of my needs. Brothers, can I hear the Amen. Now, my women, my my wife has different needs. Uh, uh, Women of God, is there an amen? Amen. Uh, They got got nail needs. They got manny and petty needs. They got hair needs. A lot of needs. And it is what it is. So, uh, what (laughs) would... I just thought... This the whole end uh, and, 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 and what, what we did was, um, we have a certain amount that we have allocated for needs, mm-hmm. so that we don't argue about those things because for a season we would argue about things. versus, I don't like sneaking. I know none of y'all women sneak shoes into the house. I know, I know none of y'all be sneaking and hiding clothes and talking about. I, I always had this purse. You a lying dog, but that's all right. Uh, you, but no, she, but, but no, but no. no,
3: Your question is, did you just buy it? And if the woman says no, she might not have just bought it.
2: See, see, the just means like just now. She's not talking about <laughs> yesterday. <laughs>
3: Did see, you just buy it? Uh, see, see, I, I had to
2: ask deeper questions. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. Because you know you ain't never seen that purse before. Come on, brothers. You know... I... I, 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 I ain't... Yeah. So, 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 what we did, just trying to help you, is week. I said, okay, what's your number? I said, the hair, the nails, what's the number? The, the whatever it is. And we got... We created a budget and I put that amount in a personal account with her name on it, and I don't ask any questions. Because see, I am a a manager, so I like to see where stuff go, but I'd be so frustrated. I say, you know what, I'ma end the frustration. What's the number for the hair and all the other stuff? I'ma put an account, and you just do what you want. Now, if you say you want something of a purse or shoes or another level, of denomination <laughs> you can do something like you can say okay well you have XYZ you could choose to do something different that month but you still have a set number that you always get now I said if there's a number that's bigger come to me and let's talk about it because what we often do is we try to sneak it look straight ahead and raise your hand if you know somebody be trying to sneak spin. Come on, raise your hand. Raise your Don't hand. Now, raise your hand head. if they're right next to you. Raise your hand if they're right next to you. Just try to sneak it. So, I said, I said look, we're adults. We're grown. Amen? Right. We should be able to talk about this. Amen? So, I mean, we've done a lot better, amen, in reference to that, by, by doing that. Larry Burkett. Go on the one, babe.
3: An expert on money matters, Larry Burkett, which is the author of the book, um,
2: Jesus, on money. Jesus on
3: Money, that we use for our financial stewardship class, once said on his Family Life Today radio broadcast, of the couples who end up getting a divorce, every survey shows between 85 and 90% of them say that there was a money problem. It was a finance issue. And here's it 85 to 90%.
2: You have to make sure your vision's align. Because one person has one vision of life. Another person has another vision of life. So what I did for our marriage, I said, look, these are the saving goals. These are the giving goals. Do you agree with it? Because once you agree with it, we're going to walk it out.
3: This was really good for me when I was growing up. My mom had a system of envelopes. So even... At the very beginning of the year, we would all sit down as a family. We would decide what our um, family vacation would be. We would all have a vote. um, And we would decide what extracurricular activities.
2: She got democracy. (laughs) (laughs) I I ain't had no vote. vote. (laughs) Amen.
3: Because my dad would bring out a map of the United States because we were driving wherever we went because my dad didn't like to fly. So he would pull out a map, and it was really educational for us because as we're riding, you're like, okay, only four more hours left in the name of Jesus. Okay, now we're at this town. So you would actually be looking at the map as you're going. But we would, he would pull out a map and say, where do you guys want to go? Now, if it takes us two days to get there, you know you're only going to be there for however many days that he had on his vacation. That is a blessing. So my mom would figure out what the amount was that we would need in order to save, And my brother and I both had jars in our room with change in them. And she would put a certain amount of money. Then they would tell us how much money that they would put out of each of their paychecks in these different envelopes for us to do different things. And we could go and look in the envelopes as the money grew and see, okay, we only have $300 left, you know, before we can go to D.C. Or we only have, you know, $600 left. And then Bobby and I would count our change up. And then that would be our spending money on the road and once we got to our trip. So there was no, okay, if your souvenir cost $100 and you didn't have $100 in your um, jar, then you weren't getting that souvenir. But it, it taught us how to budget. Um, even as a, at a young age, it might be something that you all might consider um, with your kids, just having an envelope system. That's of course, cool. I didn't know at the time. My mom had envelope system for other things like our college. And um, they had an envelope system for after we graduate from college. Our, they call it set up money. So wow. to set us up in an apartment, um, a new, get a new car after college.
2: <laughs> listen, 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 listen. listen I ain't had no wallet system. I ain't had no envelope system. My system was going, Mama, person, take the change out. That was my system. There was no extra. There was no hidden money nowhere. Ain't no looking at no map. (laughs) We in D.C., get on the subway, go downtown, and come back home. (laughs) Where you want to go? Not to jail, Mama, not to jail. That's (laughs) it. Woo, that was good.
3: Everybody grew up different. You could still save Amen. something Amen. if you look at your budget and you make certain sacrifices. You can save something to work. even if it's somewhere in Florida. You know, Amen. you can save and go somewhere different.
2: Real talk. And, and it's good because we have different perspectives in growing up. And you have to balance it. Amen? Because some, some you, could, you have annual passes for Disney. Right. Some you just drive through downtown Disney. The kids Man, don't know Disney the difference. Sports. They don't. You just go to downtown Disney to is free. Disney we at Disney World, y'all. We Disney. <laughs> we did it before. Yes, Lord Jesus. Hit Disney. Come on. Downtown Disney. Free.
3: I guess it's really good for me to add that my mom owned a daycare center for 17 years. and My, my father was um, a, a pharmacist. So was a doctor of pharmacy.
2: That's different but numbers. I different But I will math. say
3: this. When we were doing those things, my dad drove a Volkswagen Rabbit
2: mm-hmm. until the
3: wheels fell off. Like, when the interior started falling, he went and got the interior redone instead of getting a new car. And we stayed in a very um, modest home so that we could do the things that we wanted to Correct. do. So, very good. Yeah.
2: Because her parents were very conservative because they had friends who lived on the water. And they live on the, well, golf course is still good. But it wasn't as good as the water. And they were always conservative. And they try to tell me, Jomo, live below your means. But the heathen in me, I had ghetto tendencies. Y'all see it? Okay? I still got ghetto issues, okay? I didn't have a lot. So that was me. Amen. So I had to go through a broke season. Because I had to realize that just because you have money doesn't have to show you have money. Right, right. So now I'm free again. Amen. Amen. So the reason why we're telling you, because we want to give you both perspectives for those who have money and for those who don't have money. You still have to have a plan. It's not what you have. It's what you do with what you have.
3: Amen. Amen.
2: All right. I'm, I'm, yeah. Matthew 25, I'm going to jump right in. Well, you know you can put up there. That's good. Go back. Oh. Ways to know that you're spending too much money. You say something like this. You're paying for necessities with credit cards. Why are you going to put interest on your food? <laughs> the boat go gone when you do it on credit. Okay. okay. You're transferring balances between credit cards. Did that before. You think by taking a consolidation loan to pay off your credit cards, everything will work out. But you don't get rid of the credit card. You think because you have a high credit limit, you can afford it. You get an uneasy feeling when you do your monthly bills. You get nervous every time the phone rings. Don't get it. Don't get it. You tell your children a lie and say, we ain't home. Mama said, we not home. I made that one up. Number seven, when someone else says they can't afford it, you think they need to manage their money better when it's really you that needs to. Okay, Matthew 25. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted, everyone say his money, money. to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing... It in proportion to their abilities, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. I say it again, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. Pastor, what are you trying to say? You can't say God didn't give you anything. Now, some got more gifts. Some got five, some got two, some got one. But everybody got something. The challenge often at times, we look at the five person and are envious because we got one. But in the notice, the Bible says he gave it to them based on their ability. Mm-hmm. The Bible says to whom much is given, don't be asking for a lot if you can't handle it. That's right. That's- I'm so thankful by God's grace, he trusts me. Because at times I deal with millions of dollars. And if, if I was a fool... We wouldn't be in this building. Why would God trust more if you don't handle what you got now? Look, you may have a rackety car, but it could be clean. Look at your name and say it could be clean now.
3: That's right.
2: Your house may not be perfect, but it could be what? Clean. So don't ask God for a new house. If you can't keep your current house clean. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have to be responsible for what God has given us. Hallelujah.
3: The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. Someone Stop. say the master's money.
2: Some of y'all be hiding y'all money in church. I ain't scared of you. No, no, no. Good. Let me help you. The paradigm shift that you have to make is this. I own nothing. That's so good. Everything belongs to God. You struggle with giving because you still think it's your, your money. money.
3: Yes.
2: And as long as you think it's your money, you're going to struggle with it. Right. But if you realize the money you got is a loan God gave you. He just asking. Back. And he asked him back for some of it. It's easy. I got in the car this week. Josiah. That boy funny, by the way. My wife, my wife said, uh, Jomo, uh, I'm going to try on these outfits and you tell me which one you like. Josiah said, Why can't I look too? He
3: said he wanted
2: opinion. He said, Why don't you take my opinion too? I said, that's all, eh. <laughs> So we in the car. He went to uh one of his uh teachers' class. And uh she came out, she gave him, they gave him treats. And uh I said, Josiah, that gun, you know, could I have a piece of that? He said, sure, dad. I said, I said, Josiah, sometimes you don't be giving me a piece of it. Yeah, because it's mine. But Jomo is older. I say, hey, John, AJ, can I have some of that? Hey, yeah, dad, you paid for it. Different level of maturity. The baby says mine. My teenager says yours. Where are you in your walk with God? Are you still the baby saying, mine, mine, mine? Everybody had that child. Raise your hand. You know that child, that every toy belonged to them. Every toy. You mess around take the toy they're not playing with. But if you get the paradigm shift that everything I have belongs to God, Mm -hmm. it changes the way you walk, think, talk. Because guess what? It's not going with you. And Proverbs says this. Oh, it was so good. It says this to you. Those who hoard their money will be given to somebody else that will give it away. That's the Bible. So you can save all you want. Hold on. The person after you going to give it away. Or they say they will squander it. All the work you did because you got to die. Look at your neighbor, you got to die. Now, you may not want to die, but you gonna die. Now, I don't know when you're going to die, but we all got a date. So if you understand that everything belongs to him. It frees you, and you are just a steward. The word steward means I am temporarily in control of something that does not belong to me. Amen. Glory to God. (laughs) I'm funny.
3: Yes, all the time. Praise the Lord. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you... Many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. We're supposed to use our time, talents, and treasures diligently in order to serve God. I was watching Dave Ramsey yesterday, and he said, if you were the CEO of your own company, you incorporated, would you fire you? And it had me thinking. um, He said, a written budget is our money's goal." So if you don't have a goal for your money, you could be frivolously spending it away and not knowing exactly where it's going, and at the end of the year have the same goals that you had the previous year because you didn't manage your money properly.
2: We, we, we have a goal. I, I, said, I said, you know, uh, in the next four or five years, if, if, if the church pope don't like us no more, I want, I want to make sure that we're good in reference to—because people are finicky, I said, I never want to put, I never want to be dependent. So that's why I, I, I speak. People call me, and say, "Jomo, I want you to come speak over here," and they'll give me a thousand dollars to speak for one hour. So I get speaking engagements, and I said, and I put that money away. I said, because guess what? One day, church folk may not like me.
3: You are so funny.
2: No, no. <laughs> I got goals. If God says, Jomo, I want you to go travel the world and preach, I don't want to say, Lord, I can't afford it. I want to be ready. Amen. Amen. I, I, I want to position us. So I, said, I, said, I said, look, babe, how committed are you to this? How committed are you to this plan? Because anything worth having will be a sacrifice. Anything worth having will be a sacrifice. you got decisions you got to make. What you going to do? So we, we, we make a plan.
3: We have to have a plan. Budget, a monthly budget, so that way you can make adjustments to your budget. Somebody say adjustments. Because you make a plan at the very beginning of the year. After that first month, second month, the plan doesn't work, make some adjustments so your plan will be successful so you don't get frustrated and throw the whole plan out the window come March. Come on. That's what happens when we make you know, year-long goals, and it's not working out for us, we feel like we have to stick to the goal because that's what we wrote down to begin with. If the if the goal is not working or it's not achievable, make some adjustments to your goal. Zig Ziglar says, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. You have to have a goal. I remember when we lived in Orlando, and I had three or four jobs.
2: Yeah, you were balling. When you,
3: when you can't find one good one, you got to get multiple jobs, right?